All right. So now it is now definitely working. We oh god damn it. <laughs> <sighs> All right. You got me. <laughs> Welcome to Nameless Monsters, where where Lester keeps us all on our toes. All of our audio problems are bizarre. Are Dennis's fault? <laughs> Dennis's fault. Yep. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for season one, episode ten. Ten fucking episodes, Woo! y'all. Ten fucking episodes. Woo! And this will date this episode a bit. But, you know, there's no harm in giving people a peek behind the curtain. You know what I'm saying? We also just celebrated 1,000 downloads. Hey! 1,000 downloads in two months. Not too shabby. Pretty good. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Thank you for joining us. And, uh, you know, I feel like there was a sign-off there that I should have done, like, stay sexy or something like that. Happy hunting is our sign-off. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, but there is no sign-off because we're not signing off here because we've got an episode to do we just started. So, but anyway, thank you everyone so much for going on this crazy adventure with us. It's been a lot of fun. And, you know, we're just going to keep trucking. All right. So does anybody... That was like three weeks ago. No. Yeah. I have no idea. (laughs) I got it. I got it. (laughs) Heather. Yeah. Oh, no. We need to to introduce ourselves. (laughs) Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so out of practice. Sorry, we've already been recording for an hour. <laughs> All right, so. uh, yes, we've Pretty already much. been at this for an hour and uh, are just now starting. Get a little punch drunk. I am Nate. I am the Keeper. And with us today, we have Lester. I'm Lester. I play Morris. He, him pronouns. Heather. I'm Heather. I play Mags Oliver, the professional. We both use she, her pronouns. And Dennis. Hi, I'm Dennis. I play Brad Johnson, the mundane. We are both he, him. You like your explosion? That was really good. I was, I'm glad I got the biggest one. Thanks. <laughs> I just had like a solid like three seconds of complete flatline on my audio. No drag racers, <laughs> no sirens. What a day. Nothing. It's a miracle. Truly a miracle. All right, so Heather, you want to give us a recap? Last time we were together, we had big conversations back at the bed and breakfast, talked to the others about the everything I have written in my notes. Morris told us a little bit about his association with Salem's Lots. Greg showed up and asked for mags. He had my SUV, finally. He couldn't come over the threshold because of Miss Adelaide's wards, Crucially, this did not appear to be the same Greg. He had no memory of being knocked in a pit. Of being murdered by Mags. (laughs) (laughs) They'll remember that. Mags has the biggest kill count. Oh my god, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Anyway, Morris got bored and Astral projected himself through the window. Incompetently. And found himself unable to come back in, also because of Adelaide's wards. Mags looked it up in her book, and we figured it out. Unfortunately, I have, as I have written in very large letters, minus one forward on the next Investigate a Mystery and Use Magic. And that brings us to now. Cue the theme song. (laughs) 
So, I want to open with a scene here that doesn't involve any of you. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Stop being selfish. So Let up. me have the limelight for once. Time to space out. <laughs> we open with an interior room. There are sconces on the wall holding burning torches, and the walls and floors are large blocks of stone. The camera starts to pan around the room, and we see four people wearing dark robes and chanting in an unknown language around a giant egg. The camera stops on a doorway, and a hooded figure walks through leading a woman and a young girl on a chain attached to manacles on their wrists. The woman is struggling, yanking frantically at the chains, and suddenly her hands come loose, probably helped by the blood coating her wrists from her struggles. She wrestles the chain from her captor, grabs her child, and begins to run. The camera cuts to the middle of the woods at night. These are obviously the pine forests that surround Triple Springs. We see this woman carrying her child and running as fast as she can. Abruptly, there's a hazy light around her as the scenery begins to change. Instead of the pines and the brush we're accustomed to, we see occasional mangroves dripping with Spanish moss, and the woman's footfalls on the dirt start to squish as the forest becomes a sepia-toned swamp. The camera looks back with her, and we see the forest is completely gone, replaced with this boggy swamp as far as her eyes can see. Any traversable path she can see winds and cuts through this swamp. As she picks a direction, placing her feet very carefully, the camera pulls back to a perspective just above the murky water. It cuts quickly back to her perspective, and we see movement in the water. She gasps and holds her daughter tighter, but doesn't see anything emerge. She continues walking as the camera cuts back to the water level. And from there, we see a meaty, bloated hand come up from the surrounding water, covered with algae and muck. It finds purchase on the more solid path, and a huge frame pulls itself out of the water, obscuring the view of the camera as we hear the woman scream. What's everyone doing? Am I still recovering from being shot, or am I good now? I think you're good now. Okay, We cool. took a couple days, you know, yeah. of rest between adventures. I mean, eating sandwiches, you know? With the bed and breakfast. Yeah. It's just what we <laughs> Always do. Always down for sandwiches. That's what we cut to, is the view around Miss Brown's dinner table with a huge plate of sandwiches in the middle. Mag has taken over half of the table. She's got her four-inch binder out, and there's the rings are undone, and just paper everywhere, and she's got two pencils sticking out of her head, and just frantically scribbling notes, and circling, and highlighting, 
moving sandwiches out of her way. Brad gently reminds her to hydrate every so often. She accepts the, the water that he hands her and continues on. I think they got liquor. I just burped in the middle of what I was going to say. Damn it. <laughs> it wasn't funny enough to keep going. So let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, boy. <laughs> Miss Adelaide steps into the room and she steps up behind you, Mags, kind of looks over your shoulder and she says, so um, what are we thinking? Absolutely jump out of my skin. <laughs> sorry, I, sorry. I'm, shit, sorry. I'm, I didn't mean to no, scare I'm you. I'm focused. Sorry. No, it's all good. It's all good. Are you? Are you okay? Yeah. Do you? Totally good. Okay. Um, no, I'm just trying to get some of these incantations memorized. I'm having a hard time with some of the language, but that's okay because once I know, and she starts writing things down again. She's got stuff written on her hand, like diagrams going up her left arm i can't help with this at all so i'm just (laughs) (laughs) so adelaide pulls out a chair and sits down next to you and she says so i've been thinking about how much it would help to be able to leave here yeah we have such limited resources um if we were able to get out we might be able to get I don't know. I don't know. Hey, uh, Max, does your government issue vehicle have like a like a GPS tracker or anything by chance? Would that work? I mean, I'm sure it does. I, they've got that. If we don't have like um, cell service, I imagine your GPS thing also doesn't work. Because aren't those like satellite? Well, no, but there would have been a point, right, where where it just disappeared. Yeah. Well, but also, like, doesn't don't they have like satellite phones that are good where there's not normally cell service? I didn't know if it was some. I mean, it's a government vehicle. I don't know if they have like a robust, more robust, like a uh, like network or whatever. I honestly don't know. But Mags, what are the tags for your organization again? They are recognized authority, good intel, budget cuts, and bureaucratic. Cool. Budget cuts doesn't sound great. Yeah. For, uh, fancy GPS. Yeah, but good intel. What I was going to say is that the disappearance of the SUV from whatever monitoring system they have in place, because there would be a, a monitoring system. They, you know, they they train us, they invest in us, and Mags is kind of warming to this idea. She she hadn't put it in words yet, but now that she's thinking about it, she's getting excited. When they notice that my SUV is no longer on the grid, coupled with that phone call that I made in the library. It didn't go through, right? Yeah. But I think I heard Judith say my name through all of that garbled interference. So they know some kind of bullshit's going down. Exactly. You know, they, they sent me here for a reason. You know, I was supposed to investigate disappearances. And now I've disappeared. So... At some point, I have to believe that they're going to send someone else here, that they're going to, I don't know, they're going to do something. They're not going to just leave me out here. Yeah. Hmm. And her shoulders kind of slump. <laughs> okay. So that's, no, I, no, I think it's good. Um, I think it's like a passive plan, maybe. Like, no, it, it is. We keep, we keep doing what we're doing, I think. Oh, for Can sure. We, okay. I had an idea. You guys may think this is crazy, okay? 
but we can't leave. Yes. We do know of two people for sure who can, and that's the mayor and Greg. Yeah. Yeah? Yes. Okay. And there might be multiple Gregs, which means there's even more people. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. So that was, okay. Mag, did he actually leave your car last night, Megs, or are you going to get it today? He drove it over. Okay. So it is there. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Can we, like, find an excuse to each go to a different Greg establishment at the same time (laughs) and see what happens? Yes. (laughs) I mean, I was going to the gym later today anyway, so, like, if one of you wants to go to the diner or to the garage at about the same time. Can I go to the diner? Because I, like, they had cheesecakes for sale there, and, like, I know Greg isn't trustworthy, but, like, I kind of want to try the cheesecake. Well, I'll go hit up the gas station. Cool. Do you have walkie-talkies that we could, like, communicate with? Or does it just, we go and then come back and talk about it? Budget cuts. Budget cuts. What if we just establish a time to plan to be here? And so if someone is, like, I don't know, 10, 20 minutes late, we're like, all right, they're dead or captured. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a good plan. Cool. Well, I was going to hit my workout, like, right after... Like right after dinner, is that cool? So I don't know why I assumed we were eating sandwiches for breakfast. Yeah, is it dinner, lunch? What's going on? I, I don't think we set a time. Nope, didn't set a time. Doesn't matter. Now it's dinner. All right. <laughs> it's dinner. Look how easy that was. Cool. Yep. Yeah, I was going to go go hit up a, a quick workout after after eating. So do you guys want to do that tonight? or? Yeah, let's do it. Well, wait, aren't we supposed to not be out at night or something? We're supposed to be back by curfew, which is at nine o'clock. Oh, yeah, we can do that. Yeah. But dinner's at like seven. We're eating the early bird special. We're eating at 4 p.m. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> we can say it's like six. Y'all. Yeah, I'll just go ahead. Like, yeah, we can just be back here at nine, but by curfew. Let's head there now. I'll get some back breakfast. <laughs> some breakfast. And we'll say breakfast. <laughs> Bread and go breakfast. Go get some cheesecake, Morris. Cool. Yeah, I'll see. I'll I'll see you, hush puppies, later. Ooh, nice catchphrase. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm out, brachachos. See ya. And I head out to the gym. Greg's muscle. Okay, hut. so. We cut to you walking into Greg's muscle hut. Oh, by the way, I am carrying a like a professional level like juicer <laughs> under my arm that I had in the van <laughs> to replace the wow. hand crank one. Because um, if I'm going to be buying juice, it might as well be good quality juice. That's right. So <laughs> I'm going to offer that to Greg as sort of like a peace offering, as like a sort of like an, an olive branch. <laughs> Because I'm also kind of thinking if, if Greg can leave and we can, like, get Greg on our side. Yeah, I love it. Maybe he'll help us out. We did kill one of the Don't Gregs, talk though. about and it! Then... Well, we didn't. <laughs> we didn't kill one of the Gregs. Don't talk about it! That's true. Somebody. We can always throw Mags under the bus. You better be careful I don't throw you under the bus. <laughs> wow, <Jesus> Mags. <laughs> wow. Mags is really coming in as the person who's yeah, killed the most people. Bloodlust. That wasn't Mags. It was just Heather. This scene, you walk into Greg's muscle hut <laughs> with a juicer under your arm, yeah. and you see Greg at like a small desk off to the right. He's just sitting there with his feet propped up, and he's picking something out of his nails with a knife. Of course. Hey, what's up, Greg? Hey there. Hey, just uh, I was going to get a quick workout, and I, you know, I had a spare. Uh, ju- juicer and I hold it out and I was like and I was going to offer it 
to the gym as like part of, you know, paying my dues and just sort of being part of the community here since, you know, been here for a few days and thinking about sticking around. What do you think? Should we hook it up? I can take you through the, the setup. The hell does this thing do? <laughs> well, you've got the, the hand crank juicer over there where you take the fruit and you mush it up into juice and then you drink the juice. This does it, but without the cranking part. You just put it in there and you push a button and it it just, you get juiced. It's really cool. Well, great. Cool. Thanks, Brad. Yeah, man. I almost just copied Greg's voice right there. (laughs) (laughs) It is infectious. It is. Yeah, dude. uh, Yeah, totally, totally cool. Um, I'm going to go set it up and then I'm going to hit a quick workout if that's cool. I mean, you paid. All right then, yeah. So I I do that. I go set it up. I um I make Greg a smoothie while I'm back there, and then I hand it to him on the way into the gym. So here you go, bro. Enjoy. He's just he's really confused. Uh, not a lot of people like interact with him like this. I give him my winningest smile, and then don't make a big deal out of it. Head back to workout. <laughs> he's just kind of standing there, stunned with a smoothie, and he takes a sip. And then walks over to his desk, and it sits down, and the phone rings. And he picks up the phone, and he's speaking on the phone. And then he puts down the phone, and then he begins to walk into another room. Oh. And uh, then we cut to Mags. Okay. I took my SUV to the gas station to fill up my tank. I think we discussed it's like old school pumps, right that yeah that it's yeah. not necessarily self-service I, I don't mean to interrupt quick side note i definitely checked the time that i was actually talking to greg like the exact time. yeah sure okay yeah 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 and we cut to mags looking down at her watch and it ticks to the same time at the end of that scene okay and <laughs> and as greg you know steps into another room oh my gosh <laughs> Greg walks out from the back of the gas station, and (laughs) he's never in two places at once. Amazing. Or is he? I mean, it could just be coincidence that he's walking away. Hey, hey, Greg. Just wanted to... Oh, hey. Gas up here. You did such a nice job on the the windshield. Got to get it ready to go on the road. Oh, yeah. Not a problem. Not a problem. Uh, Doing all right today? Yeah. How about yourself? Doing well. Doing well, thank you. Good. You uh, enjoying your stay here in Triple Springs? No, it's a lovely little town. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I check my watch as he slowly fills up my 28-gallon SUV tank. Well... That'll be $565. (laughs) Really? (laughs) No, I'm just joking. (laughs) Uh, He gives you a much more reasonable price that we're not going to talk about because it doesn't matter. 1970s pricing. So stop asking me. All we want is an immersive, complete world, (laughs) Nate. I don't know why that's... (laughs) With its own economy. Oh my God. And if I can't tell you the price of gas... Uh, I I check the time as I pull away. Greg just stands there waving, and you look down at your watch for a second, and you look back up, and he's not standing there anymore. What? And it's like the wind. <laughs> and then we cut to Morris at the diner, looking down at his watch, 
as the... I was going to say that um, Morris is not keep track of things well enough to remember the time on his watch. So I was going to say he like had set up the video recording on his phone with the timestamp, <laughs> and that's just been going the whole wow. time. <laughs> okay, yeah, he's looking at his phone, and the, the time moves to the exact time that it is on Mags's watch. I also envision him just, like, standing at the diner counter, like, hitting the little bell over and over and over. And Greg walks in from the back of the diner. Hey, can I help you? Greg, my buddy, my pal. Hi! I hear you have some passable cheesecake here at your diner. Oh, yeah. It's pretty good. May I inquire what kind of cheesecake it is? Because, you know, there's baked, there's icebox... There's the kind that's got gelatin in it, which might also just be icebox. People doing shit with egg whites. You'd have to talk to my my cook. I thought Belinda. he was going to say my wife, and I was like, he's married. <laughs> <laughs> but did you say her name's Belinda? Belinda. <laughs> I would love to talk to your cook, Belinda. But right now, Greg, I think you and me should chat because I think we have a lot in common, you know. Uh, Neither of us are the smartest tools in the crown box. Uh, Whatever that saying is. Oh, well, I fuck you just throw me completely for a new one. Uh, sorry. I can change it. We can start over. I mean, I guess I'm stupid as shit. That's what people say anyway. People also say that I'm stupid as shit. So. You know, we we're two peas. We're two peas in a legume. You know, <laughs> just two guys, just two lonely guys making our ways through life. Two poos in a bowl. That's do you poo in a bowl? Never mind. No, that's toilet right. bowl. Oh, <laughs> that's what they call it, right? I for, I I. As I said, not the sharpest tool in the shed <laughs> right here. What is happening? <laughs> oh my Greg God. and Morris are just having a I'm dummy I'm just yes-anding. I don't How know. How many billiard balls do you think Greg's toilet could... <laughs> oh, about seven. Um, anyways, Greg, as I was saying, it feels like... Do you ever feel like you don't get like enough respect here you know i think that all the time yeah like people take advantage of you because they know we're not smart or they just like talk bad about us behind our backs and sometimes in front of us yeah well you know all right two poops in a bowl two bros in a hot tub that's you and me greg or it could be you and me i mean we could team up greg we could be powerful you think so You've got your business sense. I've got crystals I'm supposed to be selling that I'm not doing a good job at all, ever. Well, and, I mean, you can sell your crystals at my general store. You have a general store? Yeah. Of course I have you know a general what? store. I have I everything actually, else. Greg, I'm going to be real with you. I don't have a plan for this conversation. I would love to go into business You got a you. dog? I don't. I got a, a vest too. Is that a requirement <laughs> to sell the crystals in your general store? No, I was just curious. Okay, yeah, no, I don't have a dog. 
but maybe I could use the crystals to attract one. And then we could, like, advertise that as the purpose of the crystals. Anyways, I would love to sell the crystals at your general store. How, how often do you get, like, customers at the general store? Oh, oh, you know, since it's the only general store in town. Couple hundred. A day? God. Yeah. That's, that's the most <laughs> successful general store in America. <laughs> it's literally the only place. Oh. But people don't need to buy shit every day. Multiple thousands. A full tenth of the population of this entire town walks through the doors of his general store every day. If there's only one guy in town. There's only one. And there's only one guy who can actually get deliveries of anything. (laughs) That's true. It's the biggest store in the town. Like, this is the best episode we've ever done. I'm just going to put it out there. (laughs) (laughs) You only say that because it's got so much Greg in it. It's so funny. (laughs) <laughs> hey you know what fuck it greg let's go into business together all right i've got some crystals right here but it's happening oh yeah sure you have to talk to my lawyer though who's your lawyer yeah he arranges all my business deals please say it's greg what's his name arthur okay i'm willing to meet arthur so we can get this business deal going you know i feel like arthur's gonna rob both greg and morris but whatever well okay so here's the thing here you know He's got a waiting list that's quite long. That many people want to go into business with you? I mean, yeah. Damn, Greg, you could run this town. Only if it wasn't for the mayor. Oh, hey, now, the mayor's a real nice, nice man. But what has he ever done for you, Greg, that I couldn't do for well, you? I'm scrappy. I can figure things out eventually. <laughs> this is absolutely ludicrous, Morris. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you doing this to me? knows is that the plan was to see if Greg can be in multiple places at once. He does not know if there's any more plan to that. Beyond, like, somebody said try to get Greg on our side, so Morris is trying to get Greg on our side. Greg whips out a business card and hands it to you, and it's a business card for his lawyer. Arthur? Yeah. Hmm. Just like the aardvark. (laughs) How do you contact Arthur? Is Arthur origami too on the nose, Heather? Yes. (laughs) Is he a paper man? No, it's a joke. (laughs) (laughs) I was fully willing to believe for a moment that Greg's lawyer was just like, was just like something he'd made out of origami. It's McNair. It's Arthur McNair. Greg, how do you contact Arthur McNair? Because, like, I don't get cell service or internet, so I can't email or call. Oh, you should be able to call from any phone around here and try, uh, Miss Brown's. Okay. I, okay. I can, I can totally do that. I know how to talk on phones. I'm not afraid of making phone calls or anything. That would be ludicrous. <laughs> Did you want some of that uh, cheesecake? Yes. Can I get it in a box to go? Yeah. <laughs> Morris hears a voice in the wind in Brad's accent that says, Get two pieces. Wait, Greg, can I get two pieces with like extra <laughs> strawberry syrup in like a little container on the side? Yeah. Thank you so much. This has been a extremely productive conversation. Greg walks off. Wait, I should get three pieces. Four pieces. Can I get four pieces? Because it would be very rude for Brad and Morris to eat cheesecake and not offer any to Miss Brown. Or... You just want a whole one? Fuck yeah. Just give me a whole one. 
Yeah, sure. <laughs> Thank you. Goes out, gets you a gets you a pie, rings you up, says, uh, have a nice day, and walks off. You have a great day. I stop the recording. You look down at your phone, look at the time, stop the recording, and then the camera cuts back to Brad as uh <laughs> Greg walks back in and sits down at the desk and starts drinking the smoothie. Wow. Wow. Did he have the smoothie in the other scenes? He did not. I have a crucial question. Yeah. I know canonically that the gym and the gas station are rather close together. Is it possible that he is literally just walking from one building to the other within this time? Or does that seem to defy physics? I think Nate said it was like the exact second. He would have to be so fast. Yeah. Just checking. He's just making sonic booms everywhere. <laughs> we need to watch Morris's recording and see if we can see the garage through the like <laughs> the garage interior through the door that he walks out of in the diner. Yes, indeed. All right. Back at the bed and breakfast. The bread and breakfast? No, I said it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> Morris has cheesecake for everyone. Oh, sweet. Sorry that didn't like amount to any kind of knowledge or anything no that was amazing he, he might still be in multiple places at one time he just happened to walk off i just i don't know there was something very amusing <laughs> to me about that amazing morris got a phone number that should maybe work and we learned there was a general store and we got cheesecake and we each get a fourth of the cheesecake just a golden girls episode here post-workout carbs baby so Mags will make a mental note to go to the general store tomorrow and restock her first aid kit. And while we're sitting in the kitchen eating cheesecake, like the Golden Girls, <laughs> she will say, I think it's an interesting idea to try and connect with Greg. We have mentioned several times that we maybe need to feel out Sheriff Gilly. Oh, yeah. And maybe one of us should do that tomorrow. Is Sheriff Gilly a woman or a man? I don't remember. I don't believe that it has been determined. They have been addressed as they. For some reason, I thought they were a woman, but I might have just, that's, I might have just like made that up whole cloth. Yes, they are they. Oh, they are non-binary. Correct. Okay. This is quite the progressive little cult town. Right. And I hope Heather's cut out everything that... Where I fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean, think... I miss, I misgendered Malk so many times. <laughs> Mal Malk, 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 whatever, whatever, Milk. whatever. Nimrod kept calling him. Oh my god, him. Malk was the fun. Just every. <laughs> but I think that it's a good idea. I am willing to try and go and do that. I know that. Maybe you guys have... I've got Greg covered. Well, that and that you would have different inroads with the sheriff, but I think that I can, you know, come at it from a professional standpoint. Oh, yeah, for sure. Her, her, her professional standpoint. <laughs> I realized it as I was saying it. But maybe that would help kind of grease the skids, so to speak. No, yeah. Go, go wave that badge around. That sounds like a great idea. <laughs> Do you, I don't know kind of what to do next have we been to the church we haven't been to the church have we We have not been to the church we need to do that as well 
So Mags is going to go seduce the sheriff. Nope. That's not at all what was said. <laughs> Maybe though. Nope. Nope. We don't know how it's going to go. I cannot imagine Mags seducing anyone. Okay. Now I'm going to take that as a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want any backup at the sheriff's office or are you good to fly solo? I am sure that word has gotten around town that the three of us have been associating, you know, that we came in together. Yeah. All of that. So I don't think that there would be anything strange about more than one of us going. Well, I mean, you're kind of the boss, so you tell us what I'm, you want us okay, to do. Okay, again, we can go guys, to, I'm not the boss. I'm kidding with you. I'm messing with you, Max. But it's you fine. are the I'm boss. <laughs> we can go to the church if you want us to check out the church. Uh, Morris has this, like, lawyer he wants to talk to. Yeah. So he can do I that. I have this lawyer I want Max to talk to because I don't think I'm smart are enough. Are you seriously going to go into business with Greg? Hundreds of people go into his general store a day. Okay, okay, okay. Will you please call the lawyer for me? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god please please mom please i don't want to make the appointment myself please please <laughs> it's too shit. scary that was so good <laughs> amazing hey folks nate here i just wanted to take a minute and thank you all for listening and for peer pressuring your friends into listening too. Also, we are so grateful to our supportive community over at the Actual Place Discord. Please enjoy this little peek at one of our fellow podcasts. What would happen if the whole world knew monsters existed? That they could be your neighbor, your barista, or your childhood bully? Hi, we're Pest Control, a mostly Monster of the Week actual play show that just started our second season, and we're asking exactly those questions. We are another tabletop podcasting show, but we utilize Monster of the Week very well. It feels almost like you are watching a show. It gets really dark. Yeah, and in between all that, we are a little bit of Sicilian little goofers. Sam enables some extremely impactful story moments built up from themes and creature designs. I'm William, they, them, and I'm playing Kelly Aberdeen, he, him, who is a vigilante who wants more than anything to be a monster and cannot become one. I'm Sam, she, they, and I'm playing Nami, she, her, who is an angel who fucked up and has to make up for it. My name is Jonas, they, them, and I'm playing Rabbit Moon, he, they, she, a demon boy who changes forms and plays with gravity. Rabbit is using the custom playbook, The Shape Changer. And my name is Keeper Sam. Come follow Pest Control as we watch the story of Kelly, Nami, and Rabbit trying to keep the community of Norfolk safe from the encroaching influence of the city. Come check us out. All right, so you go to the sheriff's office. Yes, Mags? Yes. Okay. Brad, are you coming? Yeah, I'll come along. Morris, you coming? Yeah, what the fuck? What the fuck? Why not? <laughs> All right, remember, that is not the appropriate attitude when addressing law enforcement. Cab. We cut to like a Morris drawing of all of you riding in the van. <laughs> That's all the interstitial scenes. Happy-go-lucky. <laughs> the van bounces down the road and it's like... Doo, 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 doo. We cut to you all pulling up to the sheriff's office. Mags is back in her pantsuit, looking very professional, <laughs> and has the badge. She removed it from her belt. And has it on the the chain, you know the the neck. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We get the slow mo scene of everybody <laughs> getting out of the car. 
Oh, badass. <laughs> like it's in like, miscongeniality. Max trips. <laughs> Can Brad have put on a zoot suit just to go talk to the sheriff? <laughs> 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 no, I want to request the kilt and Metallica T-shirt again. I think that's the vibe. Yeah, we can do that. We can do that. But I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna tuck in the shirt though, so it looks more professional, respectful. Wait, I, love it. I don't remember. Was Brad naked, or did that get? No, retconned? that was retconned. <laughs> okay. Don't yeah. bring it up again. It was retconned. It never happened. Never happened. It was a great runner, though. It wasn't that great. <laughs> it was. It was awesome. It was, pretty, it was, it was pretty very funny. funny. I just needed somewhere to hold my nunchucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wasn't going to walk around with them clenched between my butt cheeks the whole time. So, we get out of the vehicle and stride through the doors of the sheriff's office. Yeah, which vehicle did you take? The SUV. I want them government plates. Okay, sick. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Do you have a spare ID? No. Do you have a fake ID? Like, a, like a, I could just flip it really <laughs> Morris, fast. Like I, I do, to do not have fake IDs. We've had this conversation. Ugh. I'm not going to help you impersonate an officer. Goddamn. You're no fun. I know. Thank you for calling the lawyer for me. You're welcome. You have an appointment for six months from now. Um, <laughs> just because that's not something I particularly want to devote mental power to exploring. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry, dude. I'm getting uh, cock-blocked, but in the business sense. <laughs> yeah. This is not a business sim podcast. <laughs> God, that sounds like the most boring thing to listen to. Maybe we'll do a hardcore business RPG next. <laughs> Y'all have to play accountants. It's like the day before tax day. Oh my God. Jeez. I walk in and the little bell dings. What do we see inside? You see a pretty typical, like, small town sheriff's station or police station. There's, like, a front desk and somebody's working there. A young man, it looks like. And there's, you know, the rest of the building. There's a small holding cell. Okay. Drunk tank. There's, yeah, yeah. There's, like, drunk tank. The young man at the desk, is he an officer or is he a civilian that's working? No, I think he's a deputy. Okay. Well, I will walk in and go right on up to the counter and say... It's Greg. <laughs> I read his badge as I walk up and say, Hi, uh, Deputy Wallace investigator margaret oliver i was hoping that sheriff gilly was in and i could speak to them they have some time his eyes open wide looking at your badge and then up at you and then down at your badge and up at you and i start to smile kindly and then immediately stop myself <laughs> he stands up and he says oh uh i'm sorry uh and it's like straightening himself smoothing out his clothes and stuff that he gives you some weird fucking awkward salute that's like, <laughs> you've never had anybody salute you ever no. before. It's really stupid. It's very uncomfortable. <laughs> he just doesn't know what to do. And he says, uh, you you can just uh, call me Tony. His name's Tony. Tony Wallace. Is that what you said? Yeah. Thank you, Tony. You can call me Margaret. Is the sheriff in? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll go get them for you real quick. Thank you. He walks into the back and there's obviously like a little office that the sheriff has comes back out with the sheriff i was gonna ask are there like cameras or 
I'm just I'm just always on the lookout for like any kind of weird anachronistic technology, and because I don't know how weird how deep the rabbit hole goes. Yeah, you know? is there a computer or is there a typewriter? There is no computer. There is a typewriter. There's no like security camera in the corner or anything like that. Nope. Okay, cool. Sheriff Gilly comes out. They are a tall, rather bulky, strong-looking, robust. Robust. Yes, that's the best word to describe Sheriff Gilly is robust. And they are rather androgynous. And they say, <clears throat> All right, I've seen you all around town. What can I do for you? We're um we're a little busy today. Oh, I do apologize. It was not my intention to interrupt. And I apologize for not introducing ourselves earlier, but I know that we walked in in the midst of interesting times. And I'm gonna let that just sit a second and Gilly says well it's always never mind what can I do for you well as I said uh, um, I actually don't think I said and I extend my hand I'm special investigator Margaret Oliver with the Department of the Interior their eyebrows raise at this and they look at you kind of unbelievingly yes uh, enforcement and security in point of fact and these are my associates. Uh-huh. This is Bradley Johnson. Hi. And has Morris given me a last name at this point? It's just Morris. Okay. Morris Morris. And this is Mr. Morris. It's not like his Christian name. Uh-huh. And the feds are hiring kids? That's a little reductive, I think. Morris is like 21. Come on. <laughs> I'm a I'm a man I'm a man. <laughs> I wasn't talking about you. I was talking about him. Oh, okay. Points at Morris. He's a Morris is um, something of an intern position at the I moment. I can legally vote. Right, right. Uh, and you got some ID. I'll flash my badge and give them a business card. They take it if you let them. Sure, that's fine. It's real. <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know. And they know, too, after inspecting it. Uh, they grunt, and they hand it back to you. You can keep the card. Although my cell phone doesn't seem to be working around here. I'm, I'm not sure what that's about. No, no signal in these parts. Their eyes narrow at you. Really interesting. But anyway, I just wanted to let you know that, that I was here. It's not my intention to get in your way or step on your toes or anything like that, but... If there's anything that that I can do to help with your busy schedule, please know that as long as I'm here, I'm more than happy to, to lend a hand wherever I can. Why don't you roll manipulate someone? Okay. The first roll of the game, Woo! everyone. Sorry it's taken so long, but... Here we go. Well, we were doing a lot of goofing. I was really surprised you never <laughs> made me rule to manipulate Greg. Well, you know. But I'm going to just take that as being like Morris was not doing a good job. Greg is just easily manipulated, I think. <laughs> Poor guy. I rolled a nine. What? That's crazy. Can I help out? You rolled a nine? I did. Max has plus one. Can I help out to try to get that to like a 10 plus? How are you helping out? By not causing problems. <laughs> <laughs> by keeping his no. mouth shut Lester. <laughs> by not actively being a nuisance not by not doing anything how are you actively helping out i can't think of a way i'm sorry it's um, just can, I, I can help can i help out 
Yeah, yeah, if you want. Okay. Well, when they, they say the thing about the cell phone signal, Brad's going to kind of pipe up and say, uh, yeah, it's really unfortunate, but good news is we're right down the road at Miss Adelaide's bed and breakfast. You may have heard of it, so you could get us there <laughs> anytime you need us, I'm sure. Right. Happy to help. All right, roll help out. Please be good. Please be good. Got that plus two. Ooh. Uh, that's a nine for me. Uh-huh. Okay, so read to me what happens on a seven to nine for help on out. A seven to nine help out. Your help grants them a plus one to their roll, but you also expose yourself to trouble or danger. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm. Morris is a nuisance. Hmm. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Sheriff Gilly looks at you when you speak up and they say, you got any ID? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. And I pull out my wallet and pull the ID out and it's um, like a Southern California driver's license. I see. It probably is expired, honestly. <laughs> you know, Bradley Johnson... Yeah, that's me. Your license is expired. should get that taken uh, care of. Yeah, I know. Well, is there a place in, in town that I could do that? Yeah, you got to go see Ashley at the DMV. Which is just the other side of this building. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Pretty much. I step over to Ashley's desk while they're talking. Takes a while to process, so. <laughs> okay. You got any government ID? Like this one? That's what I really oh, want. Uh, no, as I said, just associates. They have not been officially hired by the department, but they're working as contractors mm. for me. She's our boss. Right. Mags starts and then stifles. Yes. Yes, I'm their boss. Brad kind of like looks over at Morris out of the corner of his eye. <laughs> We're saving this for later. Suppresses a smile. <laughs> what have you done? All right. So. Yes, I'm their boss. Yes. Right. I may have something for you now. Oh. If you do want to help out. Absolutely, I do. All right. I've got a report of two missing people, a woman and her daughter, and they were last seen heading into the woods to the north. All right. Why are the people in this town continuously going into the woods that they know are filled with scary monsters? They're what? Sheriff Gilly's head whips around to you. They step quickly towards you, and they say in a hushed voice, What did you just say? Uh, I said there's a bunch of mulberry bushes in the woods, and those are poisonous. Alright, roll manipulate someone. Oh my god. Oh no. Did you fail? Snake eyes. Snake eyes. Oh, shit. Oh, snake eyes. She shoots you. No. Uh, Nate, Nate's just trying to shoot people. He just fucking no, wants us uh, all riddled with holes. <laughs> I kind of wanted to get slapped across the face. I'm about to reach through these phone lines and slap you across the face, Lester. <laughs> for real, for real. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you. The sheriff's deputy slaps Morris across the face. <laughs> And uh, I deserved that. Morris, Morris looks up at Adam and he shrugs. He says, you look like you wanted me to do that. You look like you wanted somebody to do that. So is there going to be a romance? You were so right. Oh between, between Morris and Tony. <laughs> oh, the deputy. Sh oh, my God. Yes. The deputy slapped me. I don't know why I thought you said Gilly. Yeah, it Jeez. was the deputy. Like, this man gets me. It was Tony. Tony. 
Tony, after this, you and me, we should hang out. Oh, oh, okay. Did he hear the monster thing too? I didn't take any of that as actually happening. It doesn't matter. Tony doesn't matter. Okay. Guys, Tony doesn't matter. He does matter because he's going to be Morris's new pen pal because texting doesn't exist here. That's totally fine too. If you guys want to involve Tony, but I just assumed he had not, it was not really privy to this conversation. I put him there for comedic relief. So Sheriff Gillies steps back and says, you know what? Don't even, I didn't, you all should just stay inside and stay, stay out of police business. Uh, Why are you guys? You are way out of your jurisdiction here, Miss Bureau of Land Management. Can I get a read on them right now? Like, is this a fear response or is this closing the gates? We'll read a bad situation. Okay. This feels like a potentially bad situation for sure. Eleven. Woo! Okay. Hold three, I believe. What's my best way in? How can I weasel my way back onto the path of good graces? Claim Morris is drunk. Put me in the drunk tank. I'm about to put you in the drunk tank. Oh my god, yes. Leave Morris in the drunk tank (laughs) all night. That would be... I want this to happen now. Your impression of the sheriff is not one of subterfuge. Okay. They seem like a very direct person. And you think possibly that responding in kind would be your best way in. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to hold those other two for a second. Okay. And now I am going to match their energy that they showed earlier and quick step to them and I'm going to put my hand on their shoulder like on their on their arm and lean in not menacingly but just furtively i guess is is the energy that i'm going for and i'm going to say we have already dealt with complicated situations since we've been here when i say that we want to help you please know that i understand the gravity of that hope all right, roll manipulate someone, but you oh. get to add an additional plus one. Okay. Because of your acting on your information from read a bad situation. Okay. So I really could... liked that interpretation of read a bad situation too. That was really good. Thanks. Oh, that's a twelve. Nice. Oh shit! I rolled a ten, and that gave me plus okay. two. Gilly says, "All right, what, what is going on here?" We're trying to figure that out as well. Um, can we go in your office? Yeah, yeah, that'd be best. Someplace we can have an an open conversation. They take you to their office and uh, sit you down. They sit down themselves and put their head in their hands. And they're just like, I, I don't know what's wrong with this place. You know, I came here. I, and then they kind of like close their eyes and wince and shake their heads some and they say i i came here for a reason and I, I i can't remember what it was for the life of me but i i've been here for a while now and i keep thinking i'm seeing things but n- nobody else seems to notice but then i they're there and they're just they're gone gone in a flash and they start sweating and they look 
they look like they have a horrible migraine and are just kind of gripping their head. Mm-hmm. I just, I need to find out what's going on here and nobody else seems to care. We do. We definitely do. All right. How long have you been here? I've, I've, I've been here. Gosh, I, I don't know. And they get up and they look at a calendar. I guess just a year and a half. It feels like eternity. Do you have a cell phone? No. Did you have a cell phone? What? And they kind of grab their head again and shake uh-huh. it. I, okay. no, no. I. If Morris showed them his cell phone, would that potentially stir up any memories? Possibly. Because he does have his cell phone. He does not leave that behind, even though it does not work. Sure. I don't even know. I'd like the dice to determine, honestly. Okay. You mean like I don't roll... know what you would Maybe roll. Min... Help out. I'm helping out Sheriff mm. Gilly. Yeah, that makes sense, okay. right? I got an eight. Ooh. You put it in Sheriff Gilly's hands, and Sheriff Gilly looks at it, and then doubles over and drops the phone and it the screen breaks on the ground it has an otterbox case <laughs> this is the danger damn you it. exposed yourself to i'm sorry dude damn it oh no <laughs> whatever it hits at just the right spot so that the you know, or Sheriff Gilly can just crush it in their hand no! oh that's, that's cool. a broken screen it can still work you just you just risk Cutting your hand open. That's right. Or cutting your fingers open. And Morris is willing to take that risk, so I will take the broken screen. <laughs> All right, you're going to have to roll every time you use your phone now. <laughs> or take one one harm. You're not going to remember that, so. No. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair, fair. <laughs> Wait, okay, does the sheriff look like they're, like they're in pain, obviously? Is that what we're, the vibe we're getting? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay hold, ooh, maybe we should... Maybe we should, like, ease up a little bit, guys. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Okay. The sheriff is doubled over, kneeling on the ground. Oh. Head between their hands in obvious pain and discomfort. Okay. Deputy Tony, can you make the sheriff some hot cocoa? Uh, yeah, sure. Thank you, Tony, darling. Do you stick your head out and then close the door behind you? So. Can I do a medic check to see if there's anything wrong try and identify what the situation is should you use a hole to ask the best way to protect the victim oh i forgot i still had holes well i'm glad i said something glad you did what's the best way to protect the victim you think that the best way to protect the victim is to probably follow like standard procedures for dealing with shock oh so Morris actually wasn't too far off with that cocoa. I will take off my blazer and look around for coats and like try and get them seated with their feet slightly elevated and get them wrapped up cozy. I am going to call Adelaide if there's a phone on the desk and see if she can either come or if we can bring the sheriff to her. Sorry, you're calling Adelaide? Yeah, she's just a bed and breakfast, not have a phone. If yeah, a phone, yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, if I can, if I can, if I can call her from the the office phone, 
Yeah, Adelaide answers and says, oh, yeah, absolutely. You can bring them right over. Great. Yeah. Okay. We'll be there in a few minutes. Um, allow us to craft a clever cover story as to why we're walking <laughs> the sheriff out of her <laughs> own department. And we'll see you in like 10, I guess. All right. Sounds good. I'll get a room ready. Awesome. Excellent. Okay. So how do we get out of here with the sheriff without uh, Deputy Tony noticing? Well, I don't. Deputy Tony's a cool guy. I'll go talk him up, distract him. Yeah, Morris, <laughs> actually, why don't you do that? See if you can get him to show you the filing system, maybe, that you'll be helping with that. That won't be right there in front. All right. So <laughs> Morris walks out up to Deputy Tony. Who's making hot chocolate. Who's making hot chocolate. And he's just getting done and he like turns around and almost bumps into you. And he says, oh, uh, sorry. Hey, Tony. <laughs> um. Hey. M- you know, Tony, Morris? I really. That's correct. Hey. I really feel like we made like a connection back there when you slapped me across the face. Oh, and I really. I- I really feel like we should, like, get to know each other a little bit. Listen, I'm really sorry about that. I don't know what came over me. You know, you just, you saw what I needed in that moment. And what I needed in that moment was a slap across the face. And you provided me with that. Sure. Well, uh, you know, no problem. You're a great community uh, helper, you know? Oh, gosh. Darn, thanks. Yeah, like, what Like what kind of stuff does a deputy do? Oh, uh, well, you know, uh, <laughs> and we're sneaking out to the office door. I do yes. a lot of uh, filing and all right. Roll act under pressure, Morris. I'm not, act, I'm not acting under pressure. Uh, I'm help, suave he, as hell. Yeah, he's manipulating somebody, I think. Or or is he helping out? You can either act under pressure or manipulate somebody. They're both plus zero, so. I like the idea of act under pressure. <gasps> I got double sixes. <laughs> Whoa. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Me and Tony are getting married. (laughs) Yeah, so you just take narrative control over this conversation with Tony as we watch over, like, over Morris's shoulder is where the the camera is situated. And we just see all of you, like, filing out, carrying Sheriff Gilly. (laughs) And you, like bump them against a desk and a chair (laughs) screeches and like you just are not really careful about it and make a shitload of noise but Morris just keeps dragging them in so Morris uh, tell us a little bit about your conversation with Tony yeah so like you said you did like filing and stuff that sounds like so interesting do you think you could like Show me some of the filing you do. Oh, yeah, sure. And uh, he starts pulling out some files in a filing cabinet. Right when he pulls one drawer out, (laughs) there's like a loud screech and he starts to turn his head. And then you say, Ooh, Tony, what file is that? It looks like big and like bulky. (laughs) What? (laughs) Oh, uh, yeah, that one's, um, you know, I'm not really sure. I just kind of put them where I'm told to put them. I I don't really look at them. Why don't you look at them? I mean, like, it's such a mystery. Well, I'm not really supposed to do that. Max, left, left. <laughs> the other left. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom. And then we cut to outside. <laughs> All of you are in the van 
quietly driving with a passed out Gilly in the back seat. Did you guys abandon me? No, no, no. 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 Morris is there. <laughs> Morris is in the... I'm just assuming that that conversation eventually ended and you left. We get Gilly out to the, the SUV and then Brad like sticks his head in the door and like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. That's kind of what I want to cut in on is like all of you in the SUV, Sheriff Gilly like passed out and face splatted on the window. And Morris sitting beside them. And I have Deputy Tony's number. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about their conversation with Deputy Tony. I hear Greg has a bowling alley you could take him to. Ooh, and then we can go to the diner afterwards? Yeah. I need to stop doing this face because I'm not like poorly seducing Deputy Tony anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a real choice. Brad is so excited. He's just... So, like, got his head and his hand turned around in the front seat. Then, abruptly, Gilly sits bolt right up and says, My name is Gilly Franklin, and I work for the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Whoa! Hey everyone, this is Nate. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Nameless Monsters. You can follow us on Twitter at namelessmon underscore pod and reach us by email at namelessmonsterspodcast at gmail.com. Monster of the Week was created by Michael Sands and published by Evil Hat Productions. If you like the show, please rate and review us on a podcasting platform of your choice and let your friends know you loved the show. We really appreciate the help. Be safe out there and happy hunting. We hope you enjoyed the music on today's episode. Most of our selections, including our show's theme song, Somewhere in the Dark, are used by permission of the composer, Polizna, who can be supported on Patreon. You also heard Lightless Dawn by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons 4.0. Full listings and links can be found in our show notes. That's huge. Oh my gosh, I have so many ideas. <laughs> Is Mags driving when that happens? Yes, yes. I may assume so. <laughs> the SUV goes whoop. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't because that's where everything cut. Yeah, oh, I know, okay. I know, I know. Such a party pooper. Well, you know. In the post-credit scene, the SUV is on the side of the road <laughs> with a dented up yes. mailbox. Yes, you have to get the SUV <laughs> repaired again. No, I just got it back. That is one of my and moves. Then, like, that's the mid-credit scene, and then the post-credit scene is Mags at Greg's garage again, and Greg's going, well, you just have a real problem with this thing, don't you? I hate everything. <laughs> <laughs>